Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Fruit, a Bible study message from Pastor Azzalini. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. Jeremiah chapter 24, and we'll begin reading with verse 1. The Lord showed me, and there were two baskets of figs set before the temple of the Lord after Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and the princes of Judah with the craftsmen and smiths from Jerusalem and had brought them to Babylon. So King Nebuchadnezzar came in. And he took these people out of the kingdom, ravaged this kingdom of Judah. One basket, here's the vision that the Lord is showing Jeremiah. One basket had very good figs, like the figs that are first and ripe. And the other basket had very bad figs, which could not be eaten. They were so bad. Then the Lord said to me, what do you see, Jeremiah? And I said, figs, the good figs, very good, and the bad, very bad, which cannot be eaten, they are so bad. Again, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, like these good figs, so will I acknowledge those who are carried away captive from Judah, whom I have sent out of this place for their own good into the land of the Chaldeans." For I will set my eyes on them for good, and I will bring them back to this land. I will build them and not pull them down, and I will plant them and not pluck them up. Then I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God, for they shall return to me with their whole heart." And as the bad figs, which cannot be eaten, they are so bad, surely thus says the Lord, so will I give up Zedekiah, the king of Judah, his princes, the residue of Jerusalem who remain in this land, and those who dwell in the land of Egypt. I will deliver them to trouble into all the kingdoms of the earth for their harm to be a reproach and a byword, a taunt and a curse in all places where I shall drive them. And I will send the sword, the famine, the pestilence among them till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and their fathers. Praise God. Praise God. This passage takes place after Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive princes, craftsmen, and smiths. He took from the kingdom of Judah the know-how, the resource, and the skill from the kingdom. He pillaged what was most valuable in his eyes. This this passage takes place after a time of severe trauma to the kingdom. There had been hurt, there had been loss, and there had been division. 
Then the Lord, in this vision, gives to Jeremiah, he shows him two baskets. One had good figs or good fruit, and one had bad figs or bad fruit. So bad that it could not be eaten. Um, how many of you all like fruit? Anybody? A few of you, right? Did you know avocado was a fruit? Me neither. I had to ask Alexa, and she told me. So I eat an avocado, half an avocado, every morning with my eggs. And the other day, I ran out of avocados, and I went down to Deemer's Food Fair. Whoop, whoop. And I grabbed me an avocado, but I did not do it well. I, did, I didn't, you know what I mean, do the test, that little squeeze test, the way you're supposed to do it. And I brought it home, and the next morning, I cut that avocado, and as soon as I cut it, I was like, man... This avocado is not going to be right. I'm like, it's too early. It's not ready. And I ate the avocado. Anyway, it was edible, but it was not delicious because it was not ripe. It was not ready. The fruit in the second basket was so bad that it could not be eaten. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to stay with me because we have a little ways to go, but we will get there in 28 minutes. Figs are the fruit of a fig tree. It's the fruit that the fig tree produces. I've never, has anybody ever tasted actual figs? Yes? Oh, no. I figured, why didn't I know that already? <laughs> I should have known. I've never had an actual fig. Um, we have persimmon trees in our yard, and I tasted a persimmon for the first time this year. And they tell me if you eat it ripe, it's good, and it was. But if you try it before it's ripe, it's awful, right? Yeah, amen. I got an amen over here. Each one of us is producing some type of fruit in our life. I produce fruit, and other people make fruit deposits in my life. People come into my life, they impart or gift or leave their fruit in my life, whether it's good or bad. You ever had somebody come in and ruin your day with their terrible attitude or their negativity or their whatever, their whining usually, hallelujah, right? They came in, they're like, this looks like a good place to put my bad fruit, you're like, thanks a lot. Everything was good in here a few minutes ago, right? We deal with each other's fruit. We are cultivating our own fruit, and we are living with one another's fruit. Amen? Everybody with me? The fruit in my life must be right if it's going to be beneficial. I have to deal with the fruit in my life. I am responsible for the fruit in my life, whether I want to be or not. You are responsible for the fruit in your life, whether you want to be or not. Everybody still with me? All right. Anybody ever have a basket of fruit in your house start going bad, right? Like you went to the store and you thought you were going to be super healthy that week, and so you bought a bunch of fruit, 
And then you went home and you opened the Doritos instead. And the fruit just sat there. And a few days later, what happened? Right? Fruit flies started showing up in your kitchen. Hallelujah. What happens? That fruit started to attract consumers of rot. Mm. When bad fruit stays in your life too long, things that consume bad fruit will be attracted to you. Mm. After a few days of being ignored, that fruit starts to mold. Anybody ever reached into a fruit basket and wish you hadn't? Like, right? What happens? That mold starts to spread. Everything, every piece of fruit that that fruit touches starts to mold and decay. Bad fruit is contagious. Oh, but it's New Year's, Pastor. <laughs> and it doesn't take much time before it becomes unconsumable. And nobody can benefit from that fruit anymore. Now, I want to jump back into our text, having just kind of file all that away for a few minutes. After this trauma endured in the kingdom of Judah, the Lord comes by and shows Jeremiah what he's getting ready to do. He says, Jeremiah, like these good figs, like this good fruit, so will I acknowledge those who are carried away captive from Judah, whom I have sent out of this place for their own good into the land of the Chaldeans. The first thing that I want you to notice is this. He is telling Jeremiah, all the good fruit that you thought you lost through this trauma, the good fruit you thought was stolen, the treasure, the skill, the kingdom-building resources that were taken, he said, I know where they are, and I have been preserving them. Mm. Woo. Then he goes on to tell Jeremiah, regarding the good figs gone missing, the good fruit that you thought you lost, the princes, the craftsmen, the smiths, he says, I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord and they shall be my people and I will be their God for they shall return to me with their whole heart. Mm. I got a word from the Lord for you, greater faith. The good fruit gone missing is coming back. Mm. There is going to be a return. A return of resource, 
of talent, of good fruit, of hearts to know the Lord. I'm telling you, there are people all across this region that God has preserved. You thought they were lost forever, but God put them in a safe place so that they would not be destroyed by the trauma. And God said, it's time. There is going to be a return, and those that have a heart to know the Lord are going to return. Man, I'm telling you, I feel a prophetic unction in this house tonight. I intended to preach or to just speak to you tonight and not raise my voice, but I'm telling you, all across this region, there's going to be a return. Mm. Woo. I've seen a witness of it already this Sunday. Oh, hallelujah. I cannot Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It wasn't no sooner the Lord gave me this word that I had a conversation with somebody. Who had been here. Mm. And they said, you know what? God's been dealing with us. Mm. Ah. Here's the next thing that I want you to see in this text. The Lord told Jeremiah, right? I gave you the exciting part first. Are you excited? All right, good. Pull your toes in. Hallelujah. The Lord told Jeremiah... He said, I will acknowledge. That word acknowledge means to regard, discern, to distinguish, to understand. The Lord was telling Jeremiah, you ready for it? I am going to decide if it's good fruit or bad fruit. I am going to discern, I am going to understand, and I am going to distinguish. Jeremiah, I am going to acknowledge what returns and what stays gone, what should be here and what should not be here. He said, Jeremiah, I'm going to be the filter of the good figs and the bad figs. He said, I am going to decide what stays and what goes. You weren't as excited that time. Church family, we stepped over another threshold as a church moving into 2024. This past Sunday, I made it clear what the identity of this church is. We are, you got it, girl. We are apostolic in operation, in demonstration, in presentation, in consecration, and in multiplication. Ah, now, got some fruit here. Hallelujah. Some of it you would want to eat, and some of it you probably wouldn't want to eat.
Now, here's what the Lord showed me is going to begin to happen in your lives. This month, some of you are going to undergo a radical transformation with God. Not one amen. <laughs> no, no amen for you? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I'm like, come on, give me something there. God is going to begin to walk through the closet of your life. He is going to inspect your tree. He's going to evaluate the fruit you're producing and the fruit you're allowing in your life. And he will acknowledge what is good and what is bad. God is going to begin to sort through the good figs and the bad figs. What are the figs? It's the fruit in our life. The Bible says you will know them by their fruit. So what does that mean, Brother Benny? That means God's going to begin to visit you in your prayer time, in your Bible reading, when you're driving in the car. And he's going to pull something out of your life that looks like this moldy, disgusting orange. And he's going to say, you know what, Brother TJ? He said, you've gone as far as you can go with this in your basket. You need to pull this out of your basket. And you need to allow me to separate it from your life. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost in this room right now. Ha-ta-ra-bo-sha. God's going to come into your life, Brother Dwight, and he's going to say, Dwight, he said, this is good. He said, this is what I want. I want this to continue. I approve of this. I want to multiply this. He said, I'm going to put this in the good basket because I want that to continue to grow. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you what the challenge is. Let me tell you what the challenge is. The challenge is not deciding for yourself what the good fruit is and what the bad fruit is. It's saying, God, I'm going to allow you to come into my life and acknowledge the figs. God, I want you to look through the recesses of my heart. God, I want you to examine my thought life. I want you to examine my habits. God, I want you to walk through my routines with me. God, and I want you to acknowledge what should stay and what should go. This is going to impact you in many ways. It's going to affect your character. God's going to deal with the habits, the hidden sins, the stubborn areas that you have refused to deal with in the past. You need to hear your pastor here tonight. I'm so thankful for how many people we have here tonight. And I'm not trying to drive anybody away, but I, I think it's noteworthy that God gave me this word on a Wednesday with so many people here tonight. Because I'm telling you, this church has stepped over a threat. We're not about to. We stepped over a threshold already. And we are walking 
in a God-mandated direction. And if you want to see fruit grow in your life, if you want to be a part of what God is doing in this hour, you need to say, God, examine the fruit. Examine the, God, you be the acknowledger of what goes and what stays in my life. God, I'm done being the one that sits on the throne of my heart and gets to decide what goes and what stays, uh, what's righteous or unrighteous, what's holy or unholy. God, I want your word. Uh, I want your spirit. Uh, I want your voice to speak to me. God, I want to go where you are taking us. God, I want to be a part of the return. I want my hands in the harvest. God, I want my desires to be in alignment with your desires. God, I want you to come and judge the figs in my life. God, let there be a divine separation inside of me. I walk through my life, oh God. Let every pride, let every prejudice, or let every bitterness, let every angst, let every anger, let every habit, every ritual, every routine, every opinion, God, that is displeasing to you. God, I want you to take it and put it in the basket that it belongs in. Ah, it's going to affect your character. Do you know what character is for us as apostolics? This is so important to understand. I had this conversation with somebody already today. But character is not the way the world defines character, right? Because the world defines character. We don't define character. He defines character for us. What is good character as an apostolic? It's Christ being formed in me. It's the denial of self and the forming of Christ inside of me. What does that mean? It means becoming like Jesus and becoming less like me. Hallelujah. When God comes in and begins to look through the fruit of your life, it's going to affect your character. It's going to affect your ministry. There's going to be things that God comes in and says, you need to get that fruit out of your life because it's going to diminish your ministry. He's going to say, I want this fruit in your life because it's going to multiply your ministry. God have mercy. Let me tell you something. God wants to grow you. He wants to grow your ministry. He wants to grow your impact and your influence. But we've got to have the right fruit in our life. Hallelujah. Mm. It's going to affect your relationships. And this is a tough one for people. But I have learned that there are people that come and go in our lives. There are people that are there for a season and then they're gone. And I've had to learn that that's okay. Mm. Because if God is ordering my steps, some things are temporary and some things are permanent. And I've had relationships in my life that were a hindrance to me. Didn't mean I didn't love the person. Didn't mean I didn't care for them. Didn't mean I didn't respect or honor them. But it did mean they became an inhibitor of growth in my life. 
Ah, la mush. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost so strong in this room. You know what I feel like God's doing in here? I feel like God's bringing understanding to some people. And I'm telling you, the thing that's going to hurt you right now in this moment while pastor is teaching this lesson is for you to allow something to rise up in you that says, no, I don't receive that. Well, I hope they're listening or I hope they're listening. No, I hope you're listening. I hope you're listening. I hope every person in this room is saying, God, that word is for me. That word isn't for you. That word's for me. That word's not for you. That word's for me. This is a word you need to grab a hold of. Whether you've been in church for five generations or it's your first time in the building, this word's for you. There's no exemptions in this room because the place that we're going and the threshold that we've stepped over, there's not a person in this room that can take some of the fruit that's been in your life. And there's not a person in this room that needs some new fruit in their life for where we are going with Jesus. Jesus. Ah. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 The Lord will show you as you begin to walk through your relationships. The Lord will show you what is edifying and what is tearing you down. Mm. There are some relationships that are edifying. And then there are some relationships that don't add anything to your life. There are some relationships where you are the fruit giver, but you are not the fruit receiver. Mm. And when you allow God to begin to acknowledge things in your life, he will show you, hey, you can make investments here, but you don't receive here. Mm. Or when you need to receive, I want you to go over here and be around this person. And be in their atmosphere and allow them to talk to you. Hello? Are we getting real tonight? Kicking off January strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why, why are we doing this? Because this is a... Here's two words that I've used probably a hundred times today that I don't know if I've ever used before today. But the Lord started dealing with me about this upcoming year in 2024. And God said, I'm putting this church on a growth track. On a growth track. Mm. And the Lord began to talk to me. And I was asking God, I said, God, what's the direction, right, for, for 2024? Is it explosive revival? And I was hoping that was going to be the answer, TJ. But that wasn't the answer. God said, no, it's growth and healing. It's growth and healing. Are you ready? It's time to get real, greater faith. Okay, it's been eight months. Love me, like me, or leave me. Okay? Because here it is. This church has been through trauma. This church has been through trauma. Back-to-back trauma. Decades of trauma. Right? I know it's tight in here. Some people don't like what I'm saying, but you need to hear me tonight. We have started a divine reversal. And we are on a growth track of personal growth and church healing. Personal growth and church healing. 
What does that mean? That means you're going to grow in Christ. God wants you to grow in your relationship with him. And he wants this church to heal from the traumas that it has gone. I feel the boldness of the Holy Ghost on me tonight. Listen. What happens when you ignore an infection? When you pretend like everything's okay, it just gets worse. It gets more painful. At some point, somebody's got to be willing to rip the Band-Aid off and say, this is the problem. These are the issues. Church family, we've got to deal with the real issues. We can't continue to pretend like there hasn't been trauma and that there aren't issues. There's issues and there's been trauma. But there's also healing and there is growth. And that's the season that we are stepping into here in 2024. I'm telling you, if you have a hunger to grow in your relationship with God, you're in the right place at the right time. And if you need healing in your life from trauma, you are in the right place at the right time. Because this is going to be a year of healing and it's going to be a year of growth. Hallelujah. And it starts when you start letting God be God and you stop being God of your life. And you say, God, come in and judge the fruit. God, come in and sift through the figs in my life. God, if there's bitterness, help me to get rid of it, God. If there's joy, Lord, help me to multiply that joy. God, if there's an infection, God, show me how to separate it out of my life. God, I want good fruit. I want beneficial fruit, God. I want to be a part of the healing and I want to be a part of the growth. Ah. Ah. Hallelujah. So the question becomes, are you willing to allow him to acknowledge the figs? There are people in this room right now that attend here, but you're about to return. Ah. Mm. You've just been dead man's bones showing up, checking an attendance box. But I'm telling you right now, your whole heart's about to be activated, reactivated in your relationship with God. Mm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Would you stand with me tonight? Ah, God is so good. I prayed for you this morning. I called your name out this morning. Mm. I'm talking to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I called you. Did you say something? Oh, Linda, you tested my you tested my fruit. Let me tell you something. This whole service, God kept telling me, He said, You need to acknowledge her tonight. And I just want you to know that I prayed for you this morning. I called your name out in prayer today. And here you are. I love you. I treasure you. Hallelujah. 
How many of you want to be on a relationship of healing and growth this year? <laughs> oh, but you don't know what they did to me, Pastor. I may not know the details of that story, but I know what it's causing. And you need to get rid of that fruit in your life. Oh, but pastor, it's hard to do the right thing. I, I know it's hard. But you don't know how good a fruit it's going to produce in your life. If you'll do the hard thing. Do the hard thing. Uh, I know it's hard. I know some of it's not easy, but do the hard thing. Praise God. Would you take somebody by the hand near you if it's appropriate? Put your arm around somebody's shoulder if it's appropriate. And I want us to pray together as a church family here tonight. pray together as a church family my wife and I we're going to pray for you right now in this microphone and we are going to pray in this season of growth and healing here at Greater Faith are you ready? let's pray Jesus we love you Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible.